You're listening to the Women as in Art podcast, and I am your host, Leah Schrager. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to my podcast. Hello, Leah. So honored to be here. Oh, yay. Let me start by reading your bio, and then we'll get into our questions. Jennifer Mian Mian Lin is a Taiwanese-Canadian visual artist based in New York. Her mixed-media work is an investigation into what it means to be a woman in this world. Her artworks lift the veil of the conventional visual canon to uncover the more furtive and subtle realities of femininity and sensuality. Her works explore universal female archetypes. They reveal an aesthetic fascination with the female body and its relationship to nature. The intersections between sexual identity, nature, biomimicry, and narratives generated in private and public spaces are conceptually explored throughout her 14 years as a practicing artist. Her artworks and documentary films have been exhibited in solo and group exhibitions internationally. That's beautiful. I love how you talk about uh, femininity and sensuality and the subtlety of it. Can oh. you start by talking a little more about that and how it, I mean, I know how it comes up in your work because I've seen your work and I would say it's a great description of your work, um, uh, but start. Yeah, go. Femininity <laughs> and, and sensuality. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that, um, you know, and, and again, thank you for having me here on your podcast because I feel like, uh, you know, Leah, like you're someone that I admire and, um, Every, any woman artist in this world today that has the courage to really express themselves either visually um, or performance-based, dance-based, um, mixed-media-based, or social media-based, um, mm-hmm. to express and assert their sovereignty um, as women, um, their sensuality, um, and our femininity without... Um, the um, without the fear of uh, of of a shame, without the fear of um, of being slut shamed. Um, uh, so my work, I think, when I talk about femininity, sensuality, uh, is simply uh, it harkens back to really like the history of art when we look at. Uh, the Western canon, at least, um, so uh, of, of painting, say, women are muses uh, by by definition. Um, we paint women, we photograph women, because women are are they're inspirational. Uh, they're inspirational, and to inspire something about women, and to inspire the word itself actually means to breathe, right? When we, we see something that really touches us, it takes us takes our breath away. We breathe to inspire. So, um, one of the driving forces behind sort of my my uh, duty and my my calling as an artist has always been to sort of to 
what what the what the media and sort of what the uh, what the visual canon um, and the uh, and the, it, it and the uh, how, how should I say this um, uh, the heteronormative ideas of what femininity ought to look like right what is deemed absurd what is deemed obscene what is deemed too sexual and too sensual and too feminine, um, my work is in direct opposition to that. My work is in celebration of all things feminine. Uh, because to me, a woman's body is the origin of life. Uh, we often forget that. Um, when we look at magazines, um, the reason why I became compelled to photograph a lot of nudes, um, especially at the beginning of my career, um, is because I saw how, how male dominated it was. Most photographers were men. Um, and I wanted to turn the camera back, um, and use the cameras insofar as a way of empowering a woman's body. A woman's body is not as is is not an obscene sight, and even if it was uh, kinky, even if it was sexual, um, what there the what we imbue um, um, as negative or as salacious or as lascivious these are these are just the products of, in my opinion, um, the uh, patriarchal uh, sort of long-standing patriarchal ideas. And my hope is that now there's, there's been so much movement, so much growth and evolution and revolution towards uh, the empowerment of women. And it's, it's been really touching to me because when I first started photographing myself and using my body as a subject, I was getting like the most threatening emails and people calling me a slut and people not understanding that when I look at a woman's body, I see Fibonacci, I see biomimicry. Like there is a, we are the the uh, container, as it were, right? Mm, yeah, uh, we are nature. Um, yeah, and, yeah, right. And there's something so threatening. Um, to, I think, and I, I think this, this is just a much longer conversation about, um, uh, money and about, uh, the, uh, sort of, uh, the, uh, who controls imagery in, in, in media, right? Uh, what is considered sexual, what is considered obscene, what is considered beautiful and what is considered sacred, and I'm interested in the cross-pollination of all of those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's so cool. Um, what do you see as the biggest challenges and opportunities for women in art now? Um, I think that the um, at this moment, I think um, I'm... 39 years old, I started working, you know, professionally as a photographer and as an artist um, at 25, I guess, when I started. Mm -hmm. um, and things have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I do remember a time uh, when um, social media was not literally, like, inundating 
every aspect of our lives. Um, so one of the challenges I think one faces is the tyranny of choice, as it were, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the more choices you have, the more anxiety it creates. And, and people become so sort of um, uh, confused about their own, because everyone has a voice and it's about cultivating that voice. And for me, it's like through photography, through performance, uh, through music, it's about cultivating that voice. And uh, the challenges one faces is to filter out the noise. There's mm-hmm. so much noise and there's so much, so much um, uh, sort of these, these, uh, hierarchical sort of like uh, uh, institutionalized ideals of what beauty ought to be and what what women ought to be. And as an artist, uh, for me particularly depicting women in nature, uh, it is a sort of, uh, I think the challenge for most women is to understand that your voice is very relevant. Your voice will, will, be heard if you push mm-hmm. through, if you can mm-hmm. filter out the noise. Opportunities wise, I mean, I think we're living in the age where uh, we have the world in our fingertips, literally, right? Like, I mean, the, our smartphones are access to everything, um, for better or for worse, right? It's a, it's a, it's yeah. a liability as is as it is a a, a total advantage. Um, but I feel like having a um, a dedicated practice and supporting other women and being supportive of other women's work is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the challenge is also like, I also feel like the U.S. has a very different approach to patronizing arts uh, in Europe, right? Um mm-hmm. Uh, we often forget that like being a beautiful woman as an artist can work to your advantage and also to your disadvantage. You don't get treated as seriously. You know, I personally, I'm sure you've had this experience Mm -hmm. too, Leah. It's just like, if you're a beautiful woman, it's almost like you don't get treated as seriously because you're pretty. Yeah. And definitely. in a, in, a, in a culture that places so much importance on beauty, right? Yes. That it's so it's it's so threatening to have a an artist who is beautiful and who is sexual and who is in, who mm-hmm. is empowered sexually, and also um, uh, brings like sheer intelligence into mm-hmm. any conversation or in her work um, and is able to express these things. Yeah. How, why do you think that is that they're not taking that we're not that beautiful uh, women or women, let's say, who work on their self presentation in that way? Like, why aren't they taken as seriously? Because I think it's just, it just goes back to the, the what thousands of years of misogyny, right? It's like mm-hmm. women are, are meant to be sort of just like kept women, like beautiful women are meant to be looked at. But, you know, as we both know, like, you know, if there were more world leaders that are women, this world would be a much better place. Um, I think it's just because that it's, it's, times are changing, 
right? It's like it's is threatening, I think, maybe to the socioeconomic uh, status quo of um, a woman um, being also very beautiful, but also being very capable of um, being a, um, a major, uh, revenue generator is mm-hmm. threatening, mm-hmm. I think, to what the status quo is, which is, you know, men typically are the providers, right? Which is still, I mean, which I don't mind the case. It's, uh, and, you know, and feminism, I mean, is a, is a, is another topic altogether, but I, I, I just think it's threatening in this, in, insofar as that, um, it's easier to relegate a beautiful woman to the side, right? Mm-hmm. A woman with a voice, a woman with an opinion, right? It and, becomes- it, and do you feel, is that done more by men or by women or no particular pattern there? I think it's done more by men, but yeah. there are certainly women who are also not, are also threatened by that. Right. And my, 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 my hope is that like, you know, one of the things I love to do is to mentor younger artists, yet women artists and to say, Hey, we're not in competition with each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Like my, my, one of my sort of call-ins is to be able to nurture somebody and to be like, Hey, you can do this. Right. Like we're all in this together. I see Mm -hmm. your talent. And, And I think women, I think women, and we take a step back. Women, humans in general, we just want to be seen. Yeah? Yeah. We want to be seen. Yeah. And as artists, what we do with our work, and I know in you in particular, um, we really put ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, is, it is a sacrifice to, to use our bodies to put our souls out there, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there is something to be said about... Um, feeling appreciated for that and not being, um, uh, you know, criticized or, or, you know, uh, having trolls come and attack you, uh, behind their computers. You have these anonymous people who can say whatever awful, just Mm -hmm. disgusting, like the scum of the internet, say whatever they want. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, when I first started doing my work too, I had some, very good friends who really didn't like it. And that was sure. really unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Because they didn't understand it. And I, and Leah, yeah. I wanted to tell you, I, I, I really can um, commiserate in that experience mm-hmm. because nobody took me seriously when I first started. They were just like, who is this Asian girl who likes to fucking take her clothes off and photograph herself? They're like, what is she trying to do? And I'm like, uh, and, 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 and it, only, it only took, you know, me having to win a certain prize for people to take me seriously, right? So, mm-hmm. um, What was the prize? So I, I, I submitted um, a photograph to, a, to um, the Guggenheim was having um, a, uh, it was like um, um, adjudicated by, um, can't remember the name, but it was like a forty thousand entry uh, uh, into the Guggenheim, and I was oh. one of one of the photographs out of ten that was uh. selected. 
And oh, I amen. remember after that, really, my career changed because people were like, uh. oh, so you have the Guggenheim behind you. But I'm like, yo, I've been taking off my clothes for a long time. <laughs> but with with knowledge, right? Like, I take off mm-hmm. my clothes in reference because I have a... Um, I studied art history, and um, I mm-hmm. very deeply... Um, I, I'm a big believer in... Um, T.S. Eliot wrote this uh, brilliant essay called On Tradition and the Individual Talent, where he uh, stipulates that um, uh, original... Con- like. There is this tyranny of the new, right? We all want to just make new art. Um, and in modernism, in you know, back in the day, Ezra Pound used to say, make it new. Ezra, uh, and T.S. Eliot was on the other side. He and I really, and I'm on his side. In his essay, the, the, the thesis basically is, you have to make, you have to study the masters, right? Uh, that mm-hmm. came before you before you can be create great art. Without mm-hmm. them, you would not be here. Mm-hmm. You are simply a continuation of that, of that lineage, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the more you understand that art, the more you dive mm-hmm. into that art, the more you can actually innovate, right? But true originality, right? We, we have this idea, it's like, make it new. Let's just, let's just like mm-hmm. take the, out of the canvas. It's, it's, I think it's very kind of a silly and a little bit naive um, mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm more of a traditional in that sense that if the more you study the Renaissance painters and the more you study the Impressionists and, the, um, and Caravaggio and Michelangelo and Rodin, the more you study, the mm-hmm. more you understand and the more you can incorporate and inhabit those incredible artists into you so that you can create better works mm-hmm. so in that sense i feel like um i have this very sort of this view of always um and, and when i took my clothes off it was actually a lot of them were in reference to paintings mm-hmm. you know like yeah. Dejeuner sur l'herbe, where you know there was like randomly there's naked people on the grass that like uh um that was painted or you know, any of the Picasso paintings that there was like these, yeah. you know, cubist stuff, but, um, but they were all disguised as nymphs, you know, mm-hmm. or Olympia, right. By, by Manet, mm-hmm. which is just so such a incredible painting because she was mm-hmm. actually a prostitute. Um, so I think yeah, a so- lot of muses, a lot of painter muses were back in the day, Right, a lot of the models were prostitutes as well, and sex workers. Yeah, right? and yeah. that's actually another topic. I think, Leah. I think mm-hmm. that's something that I I really admired you um, when you were coming up and when you created this persona, this art project called On an Artist, right? Mm-hmm. And people didn't quite get it, but I remember I was just <laughs> like, "Oh my god, this woman is so brilliant!" Because first of all. Now we have OnlyFans, okay, which is an incredible thing. I think OnlyFans is a genius thing because not only does it um, give sex workers or artists a platform mm-hmm. to make money because here's the thing. People like to uh, steal people's art and look at art without paying for it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had that experience over mm-hmm. and over again in your life. 
Um, but what you did with On an Artist was so brilliant was that it was so provocative. And why? Why is it provocative? You know why? It wouldn't be provocative if it was in Hustler. It wouldn't have been provocative if Terry Richardson did it. Right. It wouldn't right. have been provocative if it was in... Um, uh, if it was in a Nicki Minaj video or if it was in, uh, uh, you know, Cardi, T, uh, Cardi B video, right? But yeah, it was right. because you, it came from you. Because yeah. you are a white woman. Yeah. yeah. And that somehow is very threatening. Yes. To the masses. And if I, I did the same thing as an Asian woman that um, can pass as, as uh, in, you know, if you, if you never saw me, right? I can pass this way. I can speak French, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it would also be equally threatening. And why is mm-hmm. that? Why? And why, why? is, and why why? is that? <laughs> right. And this is what people didn't understand, right? And I mm-hmm. remember going through your account and reading all the comments. <laughs> and I was obsessed. I was like, who are these people? Right. And it was such a brilliant sort of, I mean, not insofar just as a, as a, as an art project, as a, as a, as a conceptual project, but as an anthropological study mm-hmm, mm-hmm, into the yeah. state of affairs at that moment. Totally. Of time, right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's like a ethnographic study of the culture online, of Instagram, of only fans of models yes. and and it's back to what you were saying is i think one of the things that's so cool online is that and like you're saying with only fans is that models can own the platform or uh, or i guess they don't necessarily own instagram but they they can they monetize it so that's instead right. of the photographer getting to monetize it that's right. It's the model. So, and that's I, right. in my senses, that's never really existed until the um, freedom and agency and like safety the online offers. Because you just have to do stuff in person, which can, I'm sure, put you, people in kind of, you know, sometimes weird situations, but online, you know, it's very safe. And there's a lot of money there. And I mean, there are the people who I know who are making as much as really, you know, high powered men, lawyers or something. So it's as an associate, associate like analyst at Deutsche Bank for sure, you know, and more in cash. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, what I, what I think, and I thought that was so brilliant, um, Leah, and I really want to give you, um, props for that because it, oh, it, it's, yeah. it really was actually a precursor mm-hmm. to OnlyFans. Yeah, right, right. Totally. It surely was. It was. Know? That's true. Um, um, and um, for anyone that didn't see it, I mean, it was so clear to me that I was like, oh my yeah. God, this woman is on to something that is so <laughs> fucking genius, you know, like that what you did, <laughs> you know, and and people were like, "What did she lose her mind? Did she just like why? Why, why so many juicy ass pictures?" And I'm like, "Leah has a nice ass, but that's not the fucking point, right here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so true. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, well, I guess this is a very sort of related question um, to what we've been talking about, but where and how do women find agency and empowerment in art? 
Well, I can't speak to women um, at large, but I can speak for myself. Um, Where do I find agency in art? Um, I think that um, for me, like a lot of it had to do with sort of the way I was raised. Yeah. So being, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't start speaking English till, till I was seven. Um, and, um, but I was raised with, um, you know, I was grateful to my, my mother, you know, I, I, I studied ballet for 10 years when I was growing up and I was a classical pianist. Um, but moving to North America was very jarring, you know, in the nineties, right. And being kind of the other, um, for most of the time and, and learn how to speak the language being bullied because I was Asian. Um, and a lot of that, and even more so, um, coming from, you know, Taiwan is a very progressive country, but rooted in our thousand years of history related to China, because ethnically we're all Chinese, is that Confucian culture of, um, of women were not treated as, as, uh, really humans, mm-hmm. Um, daughters, you know, there's femicide that happens in China. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, in my family alone, I, I was, uh, I have a brother and, um, and I was, I was assumed that, that I was not going to do anything then great. And I think a lot of it came from that. The only person in my family. My grandfather, my grandfather was this brilliant old man. He was an old uh, internal medicine doctor who I love so dearly because he also loved photography. He was the first one to give me a camera when I was young. Wow. And he knew, he knew that I was, um, I had a gift. I was gifted at least with music. You know, I started playing piano when I was four, but he encouraged that. But wow. my parents did not. My, par- my parents uh, were very disappointed that I wasn't going to go into medicine because everyone on my father's mm-hmm. side are in medicine. So a lot of that was my how I found my agency was that trauma, that sort of ancestral trauma of, of, of being an um, East Asian woman uh, where there were so many brilliant women that couldn't do mm. What they wanted to do, mm. and me having the and and I always say this the the responsibility that I carry with the privilege that I have, right, mm. is so great that um, as an artist that I transmuted. It's all about transmutation, mm. right? Mm. Transmuting the trauma of of being told that I was not good enough, that I would never amount to anything, um, mm. over and over again, and being overlooked by my brother. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and that was driving force and also coming to a new country when I was seven and, you know, uh, idolizing the, the Caucasian ideals of beauty, right? I would flip through magazines and look at Christy Turlington and be like, oh my God, I want to look like her. Um, but never see an Asian person. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, what the fire under my ass was really about sort of being like, took me years to really accept and recognize my own beauty as, mm. as an Asian woman mm. and not comparatively to a Caucasian ideal because even when I was growing up, that is the universal ideal of what is beautiful. 
Um, and so that really drove me to really prove myself that I wanted to carve my own way as an artist and in my, and what way I did. And the way I did it was really accidental. Um, I, um, I, uh, when I was growing up, my, my mother, um, I, I played piano seriously from four until 17. I peaked at 14. Mm. I won my first national championship when I was 14 years old wow. and I got accepted to Juilliard when I was 16 and mm. I didn't, I declined to go because I, my mother was very abusive, uh, towards me as a, as a, as a, you know, overbearing mother. And I knew that that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life because I had too many other interests. So what I did, I moved to Beijing uh, in 2005 and I started running an art gallery there called Gallery Continua. And, uh, and there we represented Ai Weiwei and we worked with Anish Kapoor. Um, Daniel Buren, Michelangelo Pistoletto. One of my jobs was I was the liaison between the Italian director, I was assistant director, and the assistants who are Chinese. So my job was to uh, build a lot of these artworks for Anish Kapoor and um, for Michelangelo. And, uh, uh, they literally would write me faxes and they would say, uh, <laughs> Jennifer, uh, Anish, it would be like, Dear Jennifer, can you find me uh, a ton of black obsidian and turn it into a sphere? Love Anish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, sure, bro. No problem. We'll make it happen. Just give me a couple. Give me, give me a month. And I would find these incredible sculptors. I mean, in China, it was unbelievable. I found mm-hmm. these incredible artists. Um, and then, and also meeting Ai Weiwei was a big, big, Mm. thing in my life he Mm. changed my life in a lot of ways meeting someone of that caliber of that courage i mean my god this man and i i I remember uh he invited me to his house uh for new year's uh when i was there and um to hear this man speak was just i mean he stood up to the chinese government yeah he the chinese government who wanted to oppress Every anything that was yeah. considered um, um, anti anti governmental anti Chinese, even though he, all he wanted to do was just to be an artist and express himself. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. really and at that point I picked up a, really was picking up a camera and I started taking mm-hmm. a lot of pictures. Wow! And I moved to New York. Uh, I fell in love with someone, and this man was like, "Hey, you want to move to New York with me?" And this is 2009. I was 25 years old at the time, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, let's go." Uh, <laughs> and, and I moved to New York with a camera, with not a lot of money, and I knew that I wanted—I didn't want to sell art anymore. I didn't want to curate anymore. I didn't want to make other people's art. I wanted to make my own. So I started from the bottom again. So wow. <laughs> yeah, so I started waiting tables. I was working at Pastis. I worked at nightclubs. I worked at The Box. Um, wow. Many, many late hours. I worked at Gawker. I remember for <laughs> a, a year. just anything I could do to make money. And actually, this is something that I actually wanted to say on your podcast because I feel very comfortable. And I think a lot of women artists can relate to this. But like sex work was something that mm-hmm. I considered and actually yeah. did. Um, so I was a dominatrix, uh, for several years. 
um, because it afforded me the time and the it, I could work short hours, make enough money yeah. so that I could uh, save that money to buy the cameras I wanted or go into my studio or travel. Um, and uh, there, there, and at the time there was so much shame I used to carry, but now I yeah. don't cause I'm like, <laughs> I, and so women, so many women I have talked to who are artists have done this. Yeah. Not just domination, but, but escorting, yes. um, all of that. And I think that that is one thing that, and now with OnlyFans, it makes me really happy mm. that that exists. But yeah. I have friends who are brilliant lawyers who stripped uh, to pay for their fucking yeah. law school, <laughs> you yeah. know. So this is something I'm no longer ashamed of. I think sex work uh. is is so empowering in certain ways because, mm-hmm. again, it's why do we allow Condé Nast <laughs> to give us money when we ourselves, as a woman, our agency, we can control what we use our mm-hmm. bodies for to make mm-hmm. money, right? Yeah. That could be for sex work. It could yeah. be through art, right? I'm yeah. using my body as a woman yeah. through art, or to depict yeah. other women in my yeah. work as art. So, yeah, it's a long, long answer to your question, but oh, yeah, I think that's, that's sort of the gist of it. Oh, thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. I didn't know that the your history like that. That's like wow. <laughs> super powerful story and yeah wow i have i'm speechless oh <laughs> yeah that's really beautiful <laughs> thank you thank you and your work and it and i mean i've always loved your work it's definitely it's true the story adds even more to it but like i feel like with your work there's a real unique boldness and strength to it for sure um thank you it you. just it comes across and the use of cultures and um and your own body and nature it's really yeah it's really beautiful where do you see um what do you have any particular projects coming up or yeah so i just got back from kenya um, wow. which is uh, pretty extraordinary. And, um, I mean, I can actually show you um, some of my, my prints, but I uh, have never – I've been obsessed with nature. Like, I'm, like, a total witch, you know? Like, I just love all things nature. I feel most at home when I'm in natural places. And I went to Kenya, and um, here's, here's an example of a photograph So I just got these prints back. <laughs> okay, hold on. So, so down. My my camera is like catching up. <laughs> okay, how do I do? That? How do I do this? Hold on. How do I do this in a way that would make sense? <laughs> oh wow! Oh my gosh! Wow. So that was in uh, Amboseli Park, um, where I saw this elephant. Yeah, and these are huge. These are 36 by 48. And then I have this one right here, which is... um, uh, (laughs) This is my elephant at the base of the Kilimanjaro. So you see see the, the snow there. So there's some shadow there, but that's him... 
That's stunning. Wow. And then this is um this is a cheetah. So I'm so these prints have been been selling them and I'm donating twenty five percent of the proceeds to um conservation. Mm. That's awesome. Oh wow. Wow. So that's my cheetah. Wow. Oh my gosh. And then and then this my landscape, I never thought that I would be able to do a landscape but this is uh, i mean when i saw this i was like oh i guess this is what rothko <laughs> wow oh my god uh. wow i woke up every day at like 5 30 just to catch that wow oh my gosh what kind of camera do you use so i i've always used my 5d uh mark mm-hmm. three and for these, I use like some some crazier lenses, but that's one of the landscapes too. Let's see if I can get you. That's so beautiful. The, the dimensionality is just amazing. Yeah, it's, like it's there's just so many different layers. Yeah, and it's like a such a privilege, you know, to be there. And it, it, it so uh, you know, I've been passionate about women and nature, animals, and for me, it's really. Just continuation of my work um and i'm hoping to yeah i i, I mean like i'm currently selling them and um and donating 25 percent to this wonderful organization that does conservation work and also education for women in some uh, side tribes yeah that's awesome wow oh. Thank you. That's, have you done a lot of photographing of, um, I guess, nature other than yourself? Is that a long-standing thing for you? Uh, no, I actually that was like really my first time doing like uh-huh. nature, like nature work. Sorry, just give me one second. Um, that was my first time really doing um, uh, landscapes, and I I really didn't think that I was gonna go very far, mm-hmm. but um, I surprised myself and actually, you know, really didn't think that. It was gonna. I, I I practiced a lot, so that's that's what I'm working on at this moment. But the last, mm-hmm. but the biggest project that I've been working on is actually the last year and a half. I've been working with a team because I'm currently I'm building a uh, giant tree sculpture, a bioluminescent tree sculpture. Wow, I haven't really oh, mentioned so cool. online because it's been it's just been such a crazy ass thing that I've been working on that is like. Requires, I I have a producer and I hired a team of six fabricators, um, and um, it's a bioluminescent tree that is um, I want it to be sentient, um, in the sense that I'm wow. the the man that that hired that commissioned me is the same guy that actually invented NFTs. He's just a friend. He's like a genius, and but he's also just like a really good guy. And I told him my idea because I, this is, and a lot of, and this idea actually came to me, of course, like I said, I'm witchy, but like it came to me through um, ayahuasca. And, um, wow. and I've, I've always had this affinity with trees. My last day, there's so many trees right. and I, so um, it, it's, uh, I, I mean, I could show you, uh, uh, like I could do screen share. I could show you what, what some of these renderings are going to look like but the idea is that 
since we're so technologically advanced now that um, we're forgetting, you know, moving into metaverse and all these other sort of technological dimensions that it's really easy. It's very important to remember that we need to make sure that this planet is okay. Yeah. Right. And so my tree is effectively a Trojan horse because the idea is like when you walk up to the tree with your phone, the phone actually um, populates AR on the tree itself. So you can mm-hmm. buy individual be hummingbirds and there'll be butterflies <laughs> and things. And you can buy them as individual NFTs. And, oh. and written in the smart contract of the NFT, um, it goes directly into um, these uh, this organization that does reforestation in the Amazon. So it's a closed-loop system. So I want this tree Amazing. to not just be breathtaking and remind people, hey, listen, like, I'm going to use technology to enchant you, but really just walk outside. Just, yeah. we need to plant more trees. That's it. It, yeah. it will reverse. The, how do we reverse climate change? Uh, we need more trees, simply. It prevents floods, carbon sequ- uh, sequestering, it, uh, biodiversity. It's endless. So that's really the big life project and as and it's the first time I ever worked in this the creative director sort of role so it's it's working with the team is very different yeah. um yeah but that's my those are exciting like big projects thank you exciting thank to, you. yeah um so um what's your take on the f- relationship between feminism and art huh It's so sad that feminism has become a loaded word yeah. to me. It's that makes me honestly a little bit pissed off because I'm I'm really like the oldest millennial. I'm a Gen Xer and I I have qualms about sort of identity politics because I find them exhausting and a waste of time. Um, so feminism and art. So. I think what you and I are doing, you know, we feminism, we can define feminism in textbook sense. We can look at second wave feminism. We can look at Simone de Beauvoir. We can look at uh, Gloria Steinem. We can look at Susan Sontag. But for me, feminism is, uh, is simply, like you said earlier, this idea of agency and sovereignty, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, standing and 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 we're not, and I'm not even talking about equality, because I I'm gonna to be perfectly uh, honest with all of us, all of ourselves. There is no equality in this world, and there is no fairness. Like mm-hmm. there isn't, right? Mm-hmm. What there, like for instance, like the fact that you and I are living the way we are, mm-hmm. very privileged. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve it more than someone else who's living in Sudan in or in Ethiopia who's fighting in a war. We don't deserve it more. It's just random ass luck. Like it's just random yeah. ass luck. So equal so I'm gonna take equality and fairness out of the equation. Okay. Yeah. Feminism for me is not about that. Feminism for me is about celebrating and 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 just being elated in how absolutely rapturous mm-hmm. women and all things feminine are. 
Mm-hmm. And how do we express that visually? How do we express that in performance and through dance? It's breathtaking, right? Like, I mean, there's something about women. Like, I have not photographed, you know, and thank God for people like Maplethorpe who saw the beauty in men. I And I, and I, I as a, a fairly straight woman, I still gravitate towards women. Um, and feminism means that you... I think that especially you um, um, and, and myself, like as, as artists with a little more experience that we also carry the responsibility of showing other mm. artists who are younger, right? Um, that, to, I mean, to do the right thing, right? Mm. <laughs> that it's okay to say things like it, don't be scared. Like remove shame out of the equation. It's okay to talk about the fact that uh, uh, what if what it means to be a woman, right? And um, and it's okay to to assert yourself, and it's okay to be like actually there. There is a lot of anger through in feminism. There is a lot, but there's also a lot of through feminism. There's also a lot of manipulation, mm-hmm. right? Women have yeah. to be very very um, shrewd in order to even just survive because we were just not, we didn't have rights for most of history until recently. So feminism really is just a way of like, I think galvanizing um, other women, um, other men, Mm -hmm. other men, Mm -hmm. other humans uh, into um, understanding that, uh, that being a empowered sexual um, woman is a thing to strive for mm. and not to be ashamed of. This is a wonderful thing, right? And to be <laughs> yeah. able to, to say and to be able to talk about, say, sex work yeah. and not have it be like a, like a taboo thing. Everyone knows it's it's going on all the time. You know, like mm-hmm. that that is a feminist act to be yes. like, hey, you're you're on an artist is a crazy feminist act, right? Mm-hmm. To to mm-hmm. put your body out there and to receive mm-hmm. that kind of reaction from the world. Holy shit! Like I can't even <laughs> imagine. I can't even imagine. You know, and it, it's and um, but yeah, I think feminism is 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 uh, just something that. Innately, it's like you know, um, creating a, creating a sense of camaraderie. We we talk about fraternity. Mm. We don't talk about sorority camaraderie. Mm. Between women. That is so mm. important to me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I love that. <laughs> that I think I think that that is my favorite definition of feminism that I've ever heard. Oh my God, that means so much to me. Oh my God. Wow. Um, So next question, can a woman just be art? Yes. (laughs) Awesome. What does that look like? Interesting. That is a very interesting question. Can a woman just be art? 
not all women, but certain women, the lucky mm-hmm. ones, <laughs> are artful. And we know, you know, we've, when you encounter and when you inhabit, mm. there's women who move through, wor- move through the world in an artful mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's inspiring. It could be our grandmothers. It could be someone we've met. It could be this, uh, uh, a weaver in Mahaka. Like there's something women for me are, it's like watching like, uh, like, um, like, uh, like, um, a cheetah in the wild. Huh. Yeah. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. Dancers, you know, yeah. uh, just, yes, women absolutely yeah. can just be art. Um, you can live artfully, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's some way, and what does that mean? Yoko Oda, for mm-hmm. instance, a god lover, mm-hmm. obsessed. She she mm-hmm. is art, for mm-hmm. sure. Marina Abramovich, she is art. That, mm-hmm. I mean, they are art in kind of extreme ways, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 can a woman just be art? <laughs> and, 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 and it's funny because when you say that, I, it, it, it makes me think about sculpture yeah. for some reason. We think yeah. frozen. We think sort of like just yes. like, like idealized sense of women. But I feel mm-hmm. like, um, and this goes back to, you know, the, the history of inspiration and muses right Mm -hmm. why what it is that sort of un sort of indescribable the unknowable like there's something Mm -hmm. the untouchable about women Mm -hmm. that is so seductive and um and it's not even and, and sex can be related and i think it's it's interesting to talk about sex and and I wanted to say something about that, like, I th- sexual energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think we often talk about that. I think you have a lot of sexual energy. I do. Sexual energy is simply creative energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we, creative energy comes from our, mm. we create life, right? So that is very alluring, you know, on a very sort of like, uh, um, genetic imperative level when you, we look mm-hmm. at a, a very, very artful woman. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know if I'm answering that question in a very... Oh, yeah. But <laughs> they're interesting yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, please name some female artists you're excited about and why. Oh, so I love... Um, I love writers um, very mm. much. Um, poetry and touches me and music. I love an Eisenin oh, so uh, yeah. much. God, <laughs> she is such a god. She is uh, yeah. she's extraordinary. I love an Eisenin. Um, I love her words. Um, I love Joan Didion. Oh mm. my goodness, what a force! Um, I'm talking about writers right now that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, an moves me because she's just a poet. Um, and Joan Didion moves me because she is stands alone. She's not a woman writer. She's Joan Didion. Yeah. She's this tiny little woman <laughs> who is just the, one of the, the greatest. She writes. She doesn't write like a woman. 
She's just yeah. a great writer. Yeah. You know, we don't think of Joe Diddy as a woman. She's just a great yeah. fucking writer. Yeah. Um, so she excites me. She still does. Every time I read her, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're fucking talented. Um, I love, um, who's a woman that I, who's a woman artist that I absolutely love? Um, I love, oh, I love Ez Devlin. Um, so she's the one that she's this, uh, stage, uh, she made that gorgeous piece in Miami, um, called forest of us. Um, that is so stunning. Uh, she, she's absolutely inspiring. Um, I love, um, I used to love Tracy Emin a lot back in the day because she made me get bold I remember when I saw her sexual pieces, I was just like, oh, my God, like, this, she's, she's such a badass. Um, mm. Nan Golden, back in the day, of yeah. course, I mean, Nan Golden was so seminal for me, Diana Arbus, um, as a photographer. Um, of course, Francesca Woodman, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a creature. Um, and, uh, and dancers of all kinds excite oh. me dancers um and i love i love watching female musicians um like uh female guitarists i have a friend mm. who's a female uh, guitarist oh my god she's so incredible um mm. what other i'm trying to think what artists these days really really excite me um you know i like a lot of male artists but i'm trying to think of women artists mm. there's that wonderful you can mention them that, as well you can mention yeah. them as well Okay, so I love, I've always loved, okay, so Rothko has been my favorite painter of mm. all. Of all. Um, Rothko makes me dream. Um, and, um, I, and I love Picasso, even though he's a piece of shit misogynist. He's a genius. Um, but who cares? Like, it's just like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I was so obsessed. I read all his biographies. I think he's fascinating. He's genius. Oh. Um, but I do love. Um, um, let me see. Uh, who's a who's a woman that is just blows my mind? Oh, of course, Marina Abramovich and Yoko mm. Ono. God, yeah. like they're they're just like they're titans. You know, they they yeah. they paved the way for us. Um, yeah. And I, um, there, and there was this amazing artist, um, at the Guggenheim that I saw years ago. Um, her name is, uh, she was a spiritualist. Oh God, what is her name? It's, a uh, uh, Clint, her, her Yes, that's right. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, what is her first name? What's I her first remember. name? Alma uh, Afklimt. Yeah, it's something. something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She blew my mind, Afklin. Yeah. Like, I thought she was just, like, something else. Um, and yeah, and I also love, like, Emily Dickinson because um, mm. I think she's – what a crazy story. She's a poet that wrote the most unbelievable poetry, but she was a recluse. And she knew about the secrets of life just by studying her garden. <sighs> and that always touched my soul. Um uh, what female artists? Um, you, I love you. I think Thank you're amazing. You. I think you're phenomenal. Um, I love Tanya Bruguera. I think she's amazing. Um, and I love. Um, um, uh, oh my god, I I can't believe that this is escaping the Iranian artist that drew on her face. Um, 
Shirin Nasad. Shirin Nasad. So she's the one yes. that did. She wrote like the like the uh, part of the Quran on her face, and of course, like mm. got in trouble for it. So I did my homage to her by writing Chinese calligraphy on my own mm. face. I was like, mm-hmm. love her so much, and. Um, Artists and actresses also really, really touch me. There's a lot of incredible actors that are just like, oh my god. Um, I love uh, like Kate like Blanchett. Who? Kate Blanchett's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Kate Blanchett's a, a fucking force. And uh, but male actors like I love Daniel Day Lewis. I will never stop loving him. He's a genius beyond genius. I just I can't. I'm obsessed with him. But, uh, yeah, women artists. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, Yu Kasama, of course. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's also just, again, paving the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, thank you. And yeah. you reminded me, I I actually just realized, this is random, I just realized I have, like, a ton of credits on my Audible that I have to redeem in the next month. So that's actually really good for to remind me. Like, I don't know how it happened. I don't know how I signed up for anything. But I have a lot of credits. So I'm like, you've helped to remind me, too, of just some people who I want to be listening to. Yeah. So that's personally <laughs> helpful, as well as a great list of inspirations yeah yeah well thank you so much is there anything else that you want to add anything else no i'm just really really excited that for you and um that you have um created this platform um for us to speak on and you know i've actually wanted to talk to you for a long time and i think these are really really amazing questions they're deceivingly simple (laughs) but they're actually just like really hard to answer (laughs) yeah yeah, they're hard totally. to answer. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they require a lot of like the soul, de- uh, like the, the mm. search, soul searching. But mm. yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. I mean, it's it's, uh, and yeah. I really really hope that this goes a far away because I feel like yeah, there's a lot of interest in this subject. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are wanting to be heard, and if anything that you and I have said. Um, resonates with anybody that hears this then we've done our job yes yeah that's right so that's right thank you so much jennifer such it's a pleasure to talk to you and pleasure. see you yes um thank you have a great rest of your day and I'll you too yes you too. bye bye this has been the women as an art podcast hosted by me leah schrager Please visit womenasanart.com for more information and to find us on socials. Thanks.